joining us here on the Phoenix Sports Podcast, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Cheerson. She's Michaela. Once again, happy Friday. Today just like feels like a Friday, and I regret the Coyote. I just watched the Coyotes crew <laughs> hop on with beers, Speaking and I regret of, not grabbing one. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at that. You went to a graphic as soon as I came. Nobody wanted to see Craig's face. You're still on there, Craig. Um, you're still on there. Oh, no, you're still live. What's you're, going you're on? There. Well, I just came with a present for Matt. Um, I was just slandered on the Coyote Show, everybody. Absolutely slandered by some false some false narratives. Go know. ahead, Craig. We have some pretty good evidence, Mac, that... Um, nutter butters were on your If desk, you missed the Coyote show, I was accused of stealing Craig's nutter butters. And to that, I say that is blasphemy. Max Simpson was the one that stole the nutter butters. I was just compliant. I was wow. just compliant in this entire thing. And Max asked me if we wanted to share the nutter butters. And I said yes. Okay, I'm not so going to lie. It's Max's I'm not fault. Lie. Max never. Max was there for the entire conversation and never stepped in and said that it was actually him. Oh, so oh, no, oh, oh no, oh no, oh no, okay. This we has gone off the rails. The investigation will have our findings on Monday. That's all so, that is the culprit. Oh, so that is the man who stole knows Max, If anyone knows Max's track record of food allegations from earlier this burritos. week, burritos, <laughs> fact. Michaela Perkins ordered a ridiculous. green chili burrito from earlier this week, d- put her name on it, and shoved it in the crevice of our fridge. You're next just mad, Max, because you salsa. got caught stealing the Nutter Butters, uh, 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 and I'm standing up she for myself. She is a burrito hoarder. My name will be cleared. My name will be cleared because this is not my character. That is absolutely her character. How much uh, green salsa did Michaela share? I resent I all this. One burrito. What we saw for in yeah. the fridge, at least four I like green, salsa. green salsas, Sue and that's not even including what she it's brought It's not a home. crime to have salsa. And I quote, I took 10 green salsa packets home. 10. <laughs> it's not a crime to eat like salsa. Sorry it that I like my burrito with salsa. It is a crime when other people need to eat salsa. What are we doing here? No, and it's also, not. And uh, oh my gosh. Are you, are, you, are you giving her nutter butters now? That's Am I allowed to have these now? Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm allowed to have the Nutter Butters. Apparently. This, uh, <laughs> but what a great guy. I, all I said was I needed a beer, and all of a sudden, Petey comes down with uh, with a golden lager from Four Peaks for me. So thank you, Petey. Um, okay. What's well, more if, funny you missed, than that? if you missed out on the Nutter Butter debacle, go watch the PHNX Coyotes show. They were live just a few moments ago. You can catch it on our YouTube channel, and they you can see for yourself. And Shane Doan on that show. Yeah. It was an incredible show. Um, they also slandered my name, and I resent that. It was Max who stole the Nutter Butters, and I stand by that. You, the day I you, die. you didn't stand up and tell him it was wrong, and you still ate the Nutter Butter, so it's not like you're innocent here. <laughs> I ate one Nutter Butter out of the four. Max had two. That makes him more guilty. Anyways, okay. Um, this is my first time <laughs> drinking the Golden Lager. Really good, right? Uh, I'm usually a peach ale or a hazy IPA from Four Peaks kind of gal. This is really good. Yeah, Golden it's Lager. Golden Lager is my favorite one. Yeah. Golden Lager slaps. Everything from Four Peaks slaps. I'm still a hazy IPA girl to the day I die. Um, but I love Four Peaks beer. And if we you love Four Peaks beer, we do. We are taking over the ASU hockey home opener on October 14th. The tickets are already sold out. So unfortunately, if you miss out on that, 
you will not be able to join us. But if you become a PHNX member, you will get first dibs on our next takeover. Um, This was a PHNX members only event. So there's just more reason for you to sign up to be a member. But we're going to be meeting at Four Peaks. We're going to be eating in Taco Bar, all you can eat tacos, where hopefully I will be accused of hoarding anything because it's all you can eat taco bar. Um, And so, yeah, it's going to be really fun. You can't take the last of anything, though, okay? Uh, Apparently not. (laughs) Everyone is so sensitive in this office about food. Oh, my gosh. I work with a bunch of babies. You are just selfish. (laughs) A bunch Uh, of babies. This show is... I I don't even know what is about to happen in the show because we are so off the rails here. Shots Um, fired. Should we just get into temperature check? Yeah, I think we should at this point. Just remember, though, if you're going to drink a Four Peaks beer, you must be 21 years older and enjoy responsibly. Okay, now let's do it. All right, let's get into a temperature check of sports. of what fashion it was in they got a win on sunday so uh two and two on the season uh a lot of storylines either out of that game throughout this week heading into their game on sunday against the eagles another home game so they're back at home um so little time to celebrate that win um thank goodness they got it because i think a lot of people heading into that game we're like, listen, if they lose this one, I think this whole season is lost. So yeah. we're, the jury is still out on what the Cardinals can be this season, but they kind of, by getting another win, getting closer to you know Hopkins' return and things like that, um, kind of saved themselves. So we're hanging on to still a little bit more hope. J.J. Watt, after that game, though, it was really hard to see him as emotional as he was. Um just I think anytime we see a grown man cry, but also just the situation surrounding it as he tied in his situation with his, you know, seeing his baby um, on an ultrasound and, and just tying that whole thing in together. Uh, feel for the guy. He was mostly missing from practice this week, but he did practice today. So it was great to see him back out, back out there. Yeah, glad to see J.J. Watt back on the field. As always, that press conference was definitely tough to watch. You never want to see someone trying to struggle with their seeing. You would never want to see someone struggling with their health in that way. Um, It was very emotional, but I'm happy that he's back out on the field. Hopefully everything is good. I don't necessarily trust the NFL or the personnel when it comes to making health decisions after what happened with Tua a couple weeks ago. So I'm just praying that everything's good with J.J. I think they learned our lesson because Brian Hoyer yesterday, as soon as he went out of the game uh, for a potential head injury. He was done for the rest of it. So I think they're going to uh, try and course correct after that one. But let's hope. Um, yeah, we can only hope. Another thing that happened this week, I think it was sort of a long time coming. I hate to say it because I was always rooting for Andy Isabella to pan out. But the team finally waived him. He was the last of three receivers drafted in that 2019 draft class uh, to not work. So the thing with Andy is not only did he not work out, but he was the guy that was taken two picks before DK Metcalf. And so that sort of put an extra, put some extra pressure and some extra hate from fans. Uh, I, I don't know. I, the, the, the closest thing I could compare it to is like the DeAndre Ayton, Luka Doncic thing, where it's like you're always going to be compared to that other guy that the Cardinals could have gotten or that a team here in Arizona could have gotten. So there was, there was that lingering. And I think they probably held on to him for a little bit uh, longer than they necessarily needed to. But he's gone, picked up, and signed uh, to the Ravens practice squad. And, um, yeah, n- neither or none of those three receivers in that 19 draft class panned out. So... 
Steve Kime. Steve Kime, <laughs> looking at you. Um, I'm just... It's hard for me. Like, I, I'm not... I don't really... I didn't have a lot of emotional stock in Andy Isabella. Like, whether or not he really panned out for this team didn't really matter toward, for me, towards me, to me. Um, he obviously had that one incredible play where he received the ball and ran it in for a touchdown um, a few years ago. But uh, I wasn't really that emotionally connected to Andy Isabella. Obviously, I hope he can find his way and get a shot somewhere else. But the fact that he was a part of that 2019 draft class that none of the receivers taken in ever worked out really, to me, just points to the glaring neon sign, warning sign that is Steve Kimes draft choices. Um, I have had some conflicting feelings about Steve Kime as GM for a while. Um, but Andy Isabella getting cut is kind of just like another reminder that I don't really necessarily think the person making the choices at the GM position for the Cardinals is <laughs> all that great. Um, I don't really, I'm just disappointed. Like it's just frustrating. And to also put in, be put in the same category as DK Metcalf, like, are you kidding me? What are we doing here? So it's just frustrating. I think one of the reasons why I was rooting for Andy so much is just because he's a good guy and a really, really, really hard worker. So apparently on his way out, he told Cliff, um, go prove him wrong. So even in that situation, he was, you know, telling his head coach, like, hey, coach, like, go like I just he's just like a good kid. And so you just like want to root for those guys. But um, the other two that were drafted in that class, Keyshawn Johnson um, who was waived by the Falcons in August. So right now he's not even with the team. And then Hakeem Butler, who's playing in the CFL. So like you've got Andy, who's on a practice squad. And then the other two guys are completely out of the league entirely. Uh, uh, right. Like as we speak, um, yeah. they might get other chances down the road, but it's just not good. Um, so you get rid of um, Andy Isabella. And then you think you're going to get Antoine Wesley back this week. Unfortunately, he was on IR this entire season for a hip and groin injury, came back to practice this week and suffered another injury. He's getting an MRI. So last I saw, they're waiting for results on that, but he could miss the entire season. So there you are with just another setback at that position as well as you wait for DeAndre Hopkins to return. Uh, you know, Rondale Moore's been dealing with injuries as well. It's just like they can't seem to 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 get it right with that position group, which heading into the season should have been their one of their most solid position groups. Yeah, the wide receiver room is a struggle bus. Um, we obviously knew going into the season that we were going to be missing the most important piece of that room, which is DeAndre Hopkins. But unfortunately, the injury bug seems to have plagued that wide receiver room. And oh my gosh, what a horrible time for this to happen to the Cardinals when they really, really didn't have any room for any wide receiver to go down until we got D-Hop back. So... Oh, man, you hate to see it. Um, I don't really know. Like, the, I, I think the Cardinals need to be aggressive before the trade deadline. And I think they need to add some more pieces into that room, especially if Antoine Wesley goes down for the rest of the season. Like, they have to address this. They have to uh, get more help in terms of wide receivers. So um, I hope that that's something that they are considering and looking at seriously, because um, I know that there's only a few games left until D hop comes back, but good Lord, like we can't just hinge our entire hope of the season on D hop shoulders. Like we have to make sure that we are doing that. Well, not we, but the, the Cardinals have to make sure they're doing everything they can um, to solidify this offense and to give Kyler weapons to throw the ball to that way. 
at the bare minimum, there aren't any excuses on the table of why the offense isn't performing. Kyler Murray has all the weapons that he needs to be productive. And I just think that they need to really focus on getting this wide receiver thing fixed out. Well, thankfully, they do have Zach Ertz out there as well as a pass catcher. And this is a big, big weekend for him. He's going to play his former team. Spent eight and a half seasons with the Eagles. Um, Obviously, it'll be a reunion. um, And he was asked about that midweek as well. Here's what he had to say. No, I haven't. I don't think the emotion has hit me. You know, it's been a lot of just viewing them for the next opponent. Um, I got a lot of good relationships still back there. Um, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Fletch, BG. We played a lot of football together, eight plus years together. Um, so when you're with people that long, it becomes more than just a football thing. It becomes more of a relationship, care about them and their family. Um, so from that perspective, it's going to be good to see those guys. Um, but on the field, it's going to be a, me versus their defense. It's not going to be Zach versus the Eagles. Um, and we just got to go out there and play a really good football game. Fun fact, if he gets a catch on Sunday, he will have caught a pass against every team in the NFL. Mm, that's a cool tidbit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so this is uh, obviously a reunion, long time coming for Zach Ertz. So it's obviously going to be a storyline. Spotlight's going to be on him a little bit in terms of a fan perspective to see what he's able to do. Um, the Cardinals have never lost to an NFC East team during the Cliff Kingsbury era. They're a six and zero with an opportunity to go seven and zero against a team that is four and zero to start the season. So the odds are definitely not in their favor. They're five point dogs in this matchup. Although I have seen a lot of talk now. This is like national media talk of thinking that maybe the Eagles are not as uh, strong of a team as their record might suggest, but this is going to be a big test for them. Um, And uh, we all know that the Cardinals do not play well at home. So I am hoping (laughs) that they're going to be able to defy odds and get a stinging win on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I the Cardinals are just not. <laughs> I don't have a lot of faith in this game. Um, I think they're still the only the only team in the NFL to not have scored any points in the first quarter. Um, so it's not looking great. Um, hopefully, Zach Ertz can turn on some superhuman powers and Ooh, just. I would beast. love that. I would love a big game from Zach Ertz. Yeah, beast his former team, but um, I'm a little worried for the Cardinals in this matchup. But I think once we get past this game. Um, hopefully we can get past this game with no other issues. Um, the schedule looks a little bit brighter, so um, it's going to be an interesting game for sure. Yeah, I think this will be another big like litmus test to, um, again, for actually both the Eagles and the Cardinals to kind of see, I, like I said at the, at the beginning, I feel like the jury's still kind of out on what this Cardinals team can be. I know a lot of people are really disappointed in Cliff Kingsbury this season and are putting a lot of blame on his shoulders, specifically for those slow starts, which it's worth noting that the Eagles have outscored their opponents 48 to 14 in the first half of games this year. And we all know, yeah, the Cardinals have stunk it up in the first half. So you mentioned uh, no points scored in the in the first quarter. So uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be a litmus test for both teams. I would love to see the Cardinals um, step up, finally turn that page where we can feel a little bit better about them, a little more certain of where the season is heading. Um, But of course, the Eagles are going to want to keep their uh, perfect record intact. I got a notification this morning if you guys are still wanting to go out to that game out at State Farm Stadium. 
tickets have dropped in price. Uh, the notification on the Game Time app was 17% drop uh, for ticket prices for 125 kick on. Uh, Sunday. So that was, again, a, a notification from the Game Time app, which is how we here at PHNX get all of our tickets to sporting events, to concerts. Uh, I mentioned this. I got my parking pass to the last home game against the Rams, um, like a last second thing, got a last second invite and was like, wait, what do I do about parking? Let me check the Game Time app. I was able to buy it uh, within a matter of like probably like 60 seconds. Uh, pulled over at a gas station, bought it, and then continued driving to the game. So uh, the game time app is where it's at, uh, up to 60% off on tickets when you buy them last minute. Uh, so it's great for all the procrastinators out there. Um, but really, it's just the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score deals. Again, concerts, shows, sporting events, parking passes. Uh, if you love PHNX, you're going to love the Game Time app. It is the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. So I made the mistake of just downloading the app without using our own link. That is my bad. Uh, so if you do download the Game Time app, be sure to do it through the link in the description. All right, so the Cardinals, uh, not the only team in action. By the way, today felt like a great day when walking into the office. You had playoff baseball, regular season hockey going on, uh, and we were talking about the Suns and the Cardinals and the Diamondbacks. Obviously, we're going to get to their season just wrapped up, so it just feels like a really fun time in sports right now. Uh, but the Suns, they beat the Lakers after falling to a team they should have never fallen to in a way they should have never come out playing, um, but I, I hope that preseason, that first preseason game, uh, they just got everything uh, out of the way. They did beat the Lakers. Still preseason doesn't really mean much. And something came out of it that might mean absolutely nothing, but it was great to see this video that the Suns tweeted out with DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker, all smiles, hanging out with this young fan who was in tears that he got to meet some of his heroes. And, you know, again, probably like really means nothing, but it was a big thing for me. I don't know about you, Michaela, to see DeAndre Ayton smiling on the bench. Yeah, it's great to see DA happy, especially after the <laughs> shit storm we just went yeah. through with media availability during uh, media day and training camp and just really understanding the depths of maybe how unhappy DA had been with this front office, with the team um, in the offseason and even maybe before then. So just to see DA back to his like happy, smiley self was definitely a relief for me. I was starting to get concerned <laughs> about how DA felt and if maybe this would bleed into the locker room and just kind of be a dark cloud over the whole team the whole season so just to see da um back with book and the team and being happy just was like the biggest relief because i was so concerned after media day um and just the statements that da made about not speaking with monty not really looking excited or happy to be here so it's Oh, like a weight has been lifted off my shoulder seeing him smiling again. And honestly, a, a weight's probably been lifted off his. Like, he's probably carrying that around all off season, just like 
coming up with stuff in his head and letting it marinate. And I think probably, again, I'm not going to speak for him, but if, if I were in his shoes, just getting back to the facility and getting back to playing the game that I love and being around my teammates again and remembering, oh, this is why I play the game and remembering, oh, yeah, I did actually sign that new contract too. So <laughs> I've got that going on. And then being coached by Monty as well. And, you know, he made a comment this week that, they didn't really need to have a conversation because there wasn't really anything to talk about. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't like that. I think there's a lot to talk about. And I think that kind of tone that Monty took and the response he had dismisses how important it is to make sure that his team is on the same page and everyone is feeling good and happy. And like, I just don't think after watching their interaction on the bench during game seven last year, and then seeing how literally seeing and hearing how upset DA was during media day, I just don't see how there can't be a conversation had or like, I just feel like there was, I just feel like it was like glazing over the issue. Like to me there, this is a big deal. And I think Monty it's in Monty's hands and it's Monty's responsibility as the head coach of this team to get on the same page as his players and to address issues and to talk things out and to work things out. We see what happens when <laughs> problems boil over and temp tempers rise Draymond Green. Um, so it's really important. I think that's more of a character flaw in Draymond Green himself. But right. Yes. But yeah, so I just I wish Monty wouldn't have said that because I think it's not doing service to how important it is for him and uh, DA to be on the same. Well, page. we do have the clip. Let's go ahead and listen to what he had to say. I coach DeAndre every day in practice, and I've already said this. I'm not going to keep talking about every time I sit down and talk with somebody. I'm not going to address it or, or you know, make a, a statement about it. I coach him hard every day in practice. You see he's here getting his work in. Like That's what we expect of our guys. And talking about whether or not I talk to a guy, I think it's kind of senseless. Well, I'll sit down, just air air some things out. We don't need to air anything out. That's, that's my point. I'm not going to keep addressing that. It's, it's like he's the player, I'm the coach, just like with Book and Chris and Mikhail. DA gets his work in every day. He's at 22 and 12 and 20 minutes. Like, those are the kinds of things that we expect from him. I don't need to sit down and talk to him about I hate that. I don't. Why do I kind of like it? No, I don't like it. Shoot, I kind of like it. I'm with you, Tristan. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate on that? I just feel like people are being a little dramatic. Like, they're grown-ass men. I don't think everybody, like, they don't necessarily need to have a conversation. Like, at the end of the day, it's work, right? Like, if if no one's there except for them, we don't know if it's really, like, a toxic work environment. Like, people have conflict and stuff sometimes, but they had a summer to get over it. They're back. Like, DA got his money. I, I feel like... Even if they did address it, like I'm on the mindset where like this is none of y'all's business. So I'm gonna say we didn't even have a conversation. Yeah. Even if we did, like this is not because if we did have a conversation, now the media is gonna be like, oh, what is this conversation about? Like, why do they not seem like they're on good terms? If they had a com, like I don't know, it's not really like buzz off. It's our it's our thing, not y'all. I disagree. That's what you sign up for when you're an athlete and you're in front of the media every single day. Like, obviously, DA is unhappy. He made it very clear during media day, like with his tone and the way he answered questions. And so you open your, yourself up to speculation when you're in that position and when you are in the the light for your job. And I just don't think that um, it's fair for us to be 
I guess, kept in the dark when this is like, a, I think it's an issue. Like it's an issue. You don't want to see the sons having culture problems within the organization. And so not, we only get one side of the story now because now we only know that DA is unhappy. And now we're just left to cons- like run with the narratives of DA is unhappy. He hasn't spoken to Monty. Monty hasn't spoken to him. They don't, Monty doesn't think he needs to like air anything out. And so now we're just going to what speculate on the little information that we have. Like, I would rather know what's going on and know that they had a conversation and know that everything's on the right page on the same page. That way I can have confidence in this team moving forward throughout the season that everything's fine. Yeah, I feel you. But like at the same time, like I don't think they owe us that. Like it'd be one thing if like I I think franchises owe owe us a certain thing to like be honest when it comes to like how the, the franchise is being run. And it's not like Monty's being disrespectful for to the media, but like I don't think they necessarily owe us what's going on in the locker room. Like at the end of the day, they're people. Like I don't think I don't I don't I am not of the mindset that that players and coaches owe us anything other than like respect, but I don't think they owe us the information of what's happening inside the locker room. I mean what if personally. what if like Monty just came up to him and said like you know, like, yo, we good or something like that. Or like, what, like, I don't know. Sometimes you can just like behave a certain way and you just like, you just know like, okay, we're good. And we're just gonna, we're gonna turn a page. It's in the past. I would say that if DeAndre looked visibly, so the way that he looked in practice after that seemed to give us a little more confidence that like it's, he's not being like bogged down by it. I would say if we saw it in practice and we saw it carry into games and things like that, then it would be cause for concern. But if it was just like the first two days of him being back, he aired some stuff out um, and got back to, you know, how things were last season before that falling out and just, you know, like things are good, then maybe we can all just move on as well. I think best case scenario, though, is we did hear from Monty and he said, listen, we talked it, we talked it through. We're all good. Not going to talk about it anymore. Like our focus is on basketball. Like, obviously, that would be best case scenario. No doubt. I am totally with you on that, Michaela. But I feel like a little bit better that it didn't seem like it's affected him in any way in practice or in these two preseason games. So... Hopefully that's the case and um, yeah, we can just all move on. There there was one thing that came out of that Laker game that is a little unfortunate. Um, it looks like both campaign and Cam Johnson are going to be out for the rest of the preseason. So they just have two more games next week, uh, beginning with Denver on Monday. But they both suffered right like finger injuries um, for Cam Johnson. That's his shooting hand for campaign. Uh, that's his non-dominant hand. So um, I guess good in that regard. And again, they're just like sprains, but I just hope specifically for Cam Johnson's uh, sake, and we're going to get to it later on in the show, but he's, you know, he has this kind of starting spot this year. And so I hate, I would hate for there to be like this lingering throughout the entire season. Cause there's not going to be, there's no let up, right? Like now you're entering the regular season and it's the very beginning of the regular season. And now you've got potentially a finger that's going to be bugging you on your shooting hand throughout the season in and of itself. It could be nothing, but I hope that this is not something that we're talking about throughout this season. Yeah. We definitely don't want to see these injuries continue for sure. Um, and then one fun little thing that came out of that game that went viral is, uh, who doesn't love a dog dunking the ball? (laughs) 
for those of you listening to this on audio format, the little chihuahua that had the ball at the halftime show for the Lakers um, and the Suns preseason game. It was so cute, the little guy. Um, I hate chihuahuas. Oh. Um, I hate those. I'm with you 100% on that. I hate ankle biter dogs. If your dog is small and can bite my ankles, I hate it. I'm sorry, but bleh. And also, if you want a small dog, get a wiener dog. <laughs> like, get something that's at least a little Or cool get a corgi annoying. or, like, yeah, a bulldog facts. or a French bulldog. Facts. Like, they're, I don't want to, like, if like, I can dropkick your dog over a fence, it's not a dog. Bottom <laughs> tier dog. They're, they're, they're just big rats. Yeah, no. absolutely. If my cat's bigger than your dog, it's not a dog. <laughs> and Cleo is like four times that size. I don't under this kind of reminds me of like this like boneless wings aren't chicken wings. It's like who cares? Who cares whether a chihuahua is even a dog or not? It's still an evil creature. It has feelings. But they're not even cute. They're not like cute. you're not gonna keep a skunk as a as a as a no nah, skunks are cuter skunk? actually yeah skunks Some are cuter. Some people de skunk skunks and have them as pets. Okay, They're well like you should be de skunk and skunk. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening to this and you have an ankle biter dog, but I mean let's reevaluate. Yeah. Get a big yeah, dog. Wake has the ultimate question: Can we get Newman Duncan basketballs? Because that uh, would be cute. That would be incredible. I'll see what I can do. He he is trained to do some tricks, so maybe I'll have to add that to his uh, repertoire. <laughs> um. All right. Well, we didn't get a chance to uh, to talk about uh, how comfy these chairs are that we love to sit in every week or how your furniture shopping is going, Michaela. It is slow and steady. Um, I've just begun the furniture shopping process. I did find a couch that I am in love with and I'm so excited to get it. I have already decided that I'm buying it. I already picked out the upholstery like I am obsessed with it and it comes from our friends at More Furniture. Um, so I'm really excited to continue that process. I have my couch locked down, which is what I was like the most nervous nice. about for some reason. So now that I've got my couch, I'm going to move on to the coffee table, the bed frame, the, the end tables, all that good stuff. But um, More Furniture has the most beautiful furniture. And I'm so stoked to have a fully new furniture apartment at the end of this month. It's getting closer. Are so you, are you very taking excited advantage about that. of their fall sale? I sure am. Oh my God, you better believe I am. Their fall sale going on right now is incredible. You guys, if you're looking for furniture and you need a discount, you have to go shop the More Furniture Fall Sale. I have saved so much money. The couch that I was looking at was half off. It is half off, you guys. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And if you do shop their uh, fall sale, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. So now is the time to go get your furniture from morefurniture.com. Nice. Yeah, girl. Awesome. All right. Uh, Fall sale still going on uh while the uh the fall season is over for the arizona diamondbacks uh who ended things this week and it was a little it was a little bitter i mean it's always bittersweet when a season ends right i know i baseball is my favorite so i'm sad that it's nearing the end obviously the regular season's over and playoffs started today but um always sad to see baseball go I never want to watch it leave. I uh, hate to watch you go, but I love to watch you leave. Just kidding. It was, it, was a tough, <laughs> it was a tough season at times, but did you feel like they exceeded or fell short of expectations? Well, they personally, for me, exceeded my expectations. I had them winning like 62 games this year. So the fact that they finished 74 and 88 and fourth place in the National League West definitely exceeded my expectations. They won 22 more games this year than they had last year. So they definitely got better, which I was really happy about. I really didn't have, to be honest, any expectations for them this season because I didn't know what we were going to get when it came 
came to this team. Um, I think more than anything, watching their young guys come up through the system, make so many, they had so many major league debuts, which is cool to watch. Um, and just to get to see their young guys get a chance to prove themselves and show us what they're made of was my favorite part of the season. Um, I think that is a win and I will take that any day of the week because I think it's the farm system that the Diamondbacks and Mike Hazen has cultivated that is going to make this team a championship team. So the sooner we start that process of getting these guys some major league service time, the better, because um, I don't think the Diamondbacks, well, I know the Diamondbacks aren't going to be big spenders in free agency or anything like that because they just don't have the payroll and the money to do it like the Dodgers or the Yankees do. So they're going to have to play some um, uh, money ball and it's going to have to be done well and concise and smartly. And so um, the process that they started this season of getting their young guys some service time was super exciting for me because because it just brings us that much closer to um, 2024, 2025, which is when I think the Diamondbacks are going to be a real contender in baseball. So, yeah, for me, they exceeded my expectations. Like, never mind their record. I would just say that I wasn't necessarily excited to watch this team just for the product that they were going to put out there. Never mind wins and losses, but they were a really, really, really exciting team with, like you mentioned, getting to see those young guys come up and get opportunities and just kind of provide a spark for this team and give us a little bit of hope for where this team is heading as well. So they definitely exceeded my expectations. One thing we all know, we all know they're going to have to address in the offseason is the stinking bullpen who mm. tied the franchise record for most losses and was one shy of the league record. But Jacob pointed this out today that apparently they I think they set a new record for losses over the like a league record for losses over the course of the last two seasons or so like a, a, in a two year span. So it, regardless, though, they stink. <sighs> and, uh, you know, that was another reason why I felt like this team was so exciting to watch is because they put themselves into positions to win, uh, you know, until their bullpen came along. Yeah. The Diamondbacks lost 42 games this year in which they were either tied or ahead at the start of the sixth inning. They just had to make it three more innings and they would have won 42 games, 42 more games. So obviously the bullpen is a, travesty it is atrocious there aren't enough words in urban in the dictionary that i could no. possibly use to describe how horrible horrendous this entire bullpen was this whole year my god it was painful watching them anytime a bullpen pitcher came in i literally just turned the tv off because i knew yeah, i knew how that I was know. gonna go so um i hope oh, well i know that they will but dear god i don't know Mike Hazen's going to have to get crafty when it comes to restructuring this bullpen because uh, as a team, as a fan of another team in the National League West, I see what happens when you just throw money at a bullpen and pray and spending $110 million on a bullpen does not fix the problem. So I think it's really difficult because the bullpen is the hardest part of baseball to really plan and structure for. And you can't just throw money at it. Like it doesn't work to just like, I, like like I spend a bunch of money on bullpen relievers. So however they fix this problem, it's going to have to be done well because uh, pff, like you can't just throw money at a bullpen and hope it works out. Like they have to be very strategic about how they're going to fix this bullpen because good Lord, like it's bad. Oh, uh, yes. But uh, at least the season is over and uh, we can move forward with that. And, uh, you know, unfortunately the Diamondbacks are not in the postseason, but 
postseason baseball has just like a special place in my heart. So regardless of whether the team I'm rooting for is in it or not, it's always a good time. Um, you know, we've got the hockey season starting up, like I mentioned. We've got the NBA season starting up. Um, and so it's a good time. Actually, it's a great time to download the underdog fantasy app. It is the easiest and most fun way to spice up. Not only, I didn't even mention this, obviously football season, but hockey, postseason baseball, NBA, um, that is underdog fantasy and their pickup game. So just look for your favorite or least favorite players in any sport. Uh, their stats pick between two and five players for your pick em entry and whether you think they're going to end up with a higher or lower total than the stat in this week's game. So get all your picks right and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Uh, was it Derek that recently won pretty big? Yeah, yeah Derek won $1,000. I know someone else, I think Max and Shane each won 100 bucks. Um, so our office is just crazy going crazy on the underdog fantasy app. They are just raking in cash left and right. Sean, have you won anything? We're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> I've won a few bucks actually. I, I have more money in the account than I, than I deposited. So that's a win in my book. There you go. You're there in the green. Go. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, so you can search in the app store or click the link in our show notes to sign up with the promo code PHNX. Anytime you sign up with any of our, um, Sponsors here at PHNX, use that PHNX code. That's always going to be the code. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy using that promo code PHNX and get on in on the action today. All right, what do we have next, Mac? Time we go down in the DMs, baby. Down in the DMs. It is time for down in the DMs, and we are going to be answering your burning Arizona sports questions. Thank you to everyone who sent in a question on Twitter, who respectfully slid into our DMs with respectful questions. Um, If you're we're one of those people who weren't respectful. We're not answering your questions and we're ignoring you completely or you're probably muted now. So (laughs) thank you to everyone who sent in your questions. Um, We've got a lot to get to. So Sean hit us with our first question. All right. Um, Essentially the question here is, is, is does the NFL have a QB problem with all of the legends, Drew Brees, Rivers, Big Ben, Giselle Bunchen, AKA Tom Brady being old, retired or washed. Well, and they also asked this because um, many of the NFL games, including the primetime games like last night, <laughs> have been low scoring. Snooze With an old washed QB. Um, listen, I don't want to hate. I don't. Watch your mouth. I don't want to talk what? about last night's what? game. You know what? Jason? I'm ready to hate on Russell Wilson. Oh, yet. did you see the last play of that game? There's no one's fallen other than Russell Wilson. <laughs> uh, yeah, His interceptions? He that made Russell Wilson. a mistake, he but I don't multiple. think he's put in a position to win it, night in and night out either. We're okay? not arguing about Russell Wilson. What are we doing here? Shoshan. Hack it. That was um, not his fault. Okay, last night was a mess. It was bad. I am willing to admit that. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I will get visibly angry and probably walk off this set. Um, But yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of low-scoring primetime games this season, and it happened quite a few times last season, too. And it's a bummer to watch that happen. I mean, obviously, the whole nation is watching that game. And to have nothing but field goals the entire time, not a single touchdown was thrown, not one last night. Um, It's just a bummer. And also, when you take into consideration that, on average, Amazon Prime is paying 
$78 million per game that they broadcast. Um, that was a waste of $78 million. So but I'm, it's not a quarterback problem. Like there's not a quarterback problem in the league. Like you've got, yeah. you've got Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. Um, you still have Aaron Rodgers. Jaylen you could say Hurts. Tom Brady's washed up, but he's still Tom Brady. Um, even Stafford, who's also like, I don't know. Did he come out and say this is going to be his last season? Cause it probably is. Kyler's should still be. a great quarter. Should. Yeah, definitely should be. You've got Kyler, Justin Herbert. I mean, we don't have a quarterback problem. If anything, I don't know, maybe we have a coaching problem. But um, I wouldn't blame like these. Uh, well, it was Tom Brady who came out and said that he's been watching a lot of really bad football. I don't think he came out and said watching a, a, a lot of really bad quarterbacks. I, I just think in general, it's also football, ironic because which begins sucks. with your head coaches. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I don't think there is a quarterback problem. I think I've never been more excited about the quarterbacks in the league than I am now. Um, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, as much as that literally kills me on the inside to say, um, Justin Herbert, there's so many that I can name that I am yeah, genuinely, I left out Patrick Mahomes. Like I'm I so excited to watch them play football. Like I've never been more excited about the future of the quarterbacks in the league than I am now. I think on top of there being a coaching problem, I think they're, we're seeing like a new a new NFL, right? Like this isn't like your old NFL where you are rumble tumble rough, you're running the ball every play, like you're relying on your running backs and your fullbacks to like get this thing moving. Like this is a new NFL and like we're seeing new schemes, we're seeing an emphasis on like air raids and new types of offenses and things like that. So, I think maybe like we're just in a transitional period right now where we're just seeing a new type of football take place and like take its like grab onto the league and like take root but um i think you know definitely there's a coaching problem so um like i'm really excited about the quarterbacks in the nfl i guess i might be alone in that i could be alone in that but i don't think it's a quarterback problem i, I think there's a lot of different things that are factoring into these like low scoring games yeah um uh, admittedly i drool over patrick mahomes watching him play football it is so <laughs> yeah, fun to watch i mean fun. like seriously he's the most talented quarterback of he, all time. it's tremendous i love watching him we've got a little bit of breaking news the cardinals just released tight end max williams which is really sad because i was rooting for that guy I remember oh. he was injured last year and was, was watching every single game cheering them on from home and uh just never got back on the field for them so i grew for Trey McBride, baby McBride season's here, guys. Let's go. Real quick on the <laughs> NFL thing, though. Also, it's not like – it's just like the games that have been on primetime. Like, it's not – like, we, we thought the Broncos were going to be better, and they've been on primetime multiple times. Right. But, like, they haven't all been low-scoring. Like, the Bills scored 30-some points on opening day. There's that of course, Eagles, that, yeah, I was about to say, of course, that's what he goes to but first. I was, I'm, I, that was the first game of the season. And then also, you look at, like, the, the Lions-Eagles game, I think it was, that was, like, 38-34. Like, there's high-scoring games in the NFL – just haven't been the games in the prime time. I that honestly think the NFL needs to make it so that their flex game rule starts way, way sooner I than agree. what week 10 or week 11 is when they can start flexing yeah. games. Like the NFL should just be able to flex games like the whole season, because you know, pretty quickly into the season, if a team is going to be good or bad. Yes. And if we're forced to sit on our couches and watch the Colts and the Broncos do nothing but score field goals for 
the entire game. Um, I would much rather the NFL flex that game and put something way more interesting on the television. So you let's, could have put literally, literally any, anything, any, literally any game any besides that game, one would have yeah. been more interesting. Watching. Honestly, so. it gave me a little more freedom uh, to to do what I wanted to do on my Thursday night. Well, not wanted to do, but I had stuff to get done, and I didn't feel like obligated to watch that game whatsoever because it was trash. Well, football. Thursday night football is stupid in general. Yeah, I trash. hate Thursday night football. It's the dumbest thing that's ever whoa, been invented. Whoa. So we could just get rid of Thursday night oh, football. Sean, you're I like that's all. this like hot take. No, Nobody likes Thursday saying, night football. Nobody I'm, likes Thursday night football. I like Thursday night football. I want well, there to be weird. football. I want there to be football every night of the week. Right, I just well, like there being football. That's weird. The games are terrible. Uh, but I think if that. the NFL allowed itself to flex games way earlier in the season, we would avoid a lot of this issue. So maybe that's something they'll look into after that dumpster fire of a game yesterday. Hey, <laughs> it's going to get better next week with the Bears on Thursday night. The football. Bears and the Washington Commanders. Yeah, that was I would rather watch paint dry. I'd rather watch what I watched last night. All right. What's the next question? From Chris, can we keep can we keep talking about BG? Keep her name in the conversation until she is home safe. Yes, we, we absolutely, absolutely can. can. And will. <laughs> we Jeez. can and will. Well, you know, it was really it's really unfortunate um, to hear what her wife Sherelle had to say this week. Uh, you know, Griner's date was set for her appeal, which is October twenty fifth. But in talking with Brittany, she said that Brittany's at her absolute weakest ahead of this appeal. And that it was, quote, the most disturbing phone call she'd ever experienced, that being Sherelle um, speaking with with Brittany. And, you know, she's been there in prison for in Russia for almost eight months now. Um, and I I don't know. I, I you you kind of you feel hopeless in this situation, but I was a little bit encouraged that the appeal came so quickly, just knowing that they can basically do whatever they want to do over there. So October 25th, we're going to hear this appeal and maybe in a couple of weeks, we're going to hear some better news about her situation, but it's heartbreaking, especially when you feel so hopeless. Yeah. Um, reading the article was really tough. If you haven't read the article, I really recommend that you do because this is an important issue and it's important to keep talking about her until she's home. Um, but her wife, said basically that BG was broken and she was concerned that America was going to forget about her and just leave her there. Um, and it breaks my heart to think about that. And I just wish more progress was being made to get her home. Um, but I just, I never want to see a human being in that type of state. I never want to hear about someone feeling that way. It's horrible and it's heartbreaking so um i just i'm i'm heartbroken for bg i'm heartbroken for her family and um you know i'm sure the appeals process is gonna go how it's gonna go because it's a russian court but um i just hope that joe biden and the american government are doing everything in their power to make sure she comes home because um, she should be home she should be home already so it's just sad it said she was in prison. I think like detained is probably the better term to use there. Um, but yeah, we're all thank you, Chris, for for asking that question or making that comment. Um, and we we will continue to uh, to speak about the situation until she comes home. Um, all right. What do we have next? Um, from Daniel, as Shane freaks out over playoff baseball in the background. Um, losing McGee and inevitably Crowder. Will the Suns be a top four team in the West? Yes, Absolutely. I don't think McGee or Crowder, as horrible as this is going to sound, I don't think they were a big piece of this team. Like, obviously, they were depth players who provided 
they they served their function well, um, but I don't think they were major losses enough to not consider this team a top four team in the West. I think we're looking at the Clippers, the Warriors, the Suns, and the Nuggets as the best teams in the West this year. Um, and I absolutely believe that the Suns will be um, among the top four in the West. And I don't think losing Crowder or McGee really... It, it sucks. Like, it, obviously, like, they're great players. They're great people. Like, I loved having them on the team, but they weren't big enough losses to take away from the fact that the Suns are still at their core, a very talented team. And most of their pieces remain intact from last season. So I expect the Suns to be in the top four this year. I actually think, and I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I actually think that Crowder is a bigger loss than McGee. So, yeah. uh, you know, you have Bismack stepping up in the rotation. So you've got Aiton, Saric, Bismack, Biombo, And I think you're, you're fine there. There's not much of a drop off between, um, JaVale McGee and Bismack Biombo. So, uh, you know, r- you know, there, I think they're fine. Um, a little bit, maybe a little bit of a drop off, but that's not a make or break situation with that. I mm-hmm. think when you, when you compare a guy like Jay Crowder to a guy like Cam Johnson, it's, they're two different like personalities entirely. Um, I've said this story multiple times, but I'll say it again. Um, I know that Chris Paul and Devin Booker felt that the type of player, the type of enforcer kind of player um, that was going to set a certain tone, especially when it comes to playoffs, uh, that he w- that they were missing that kind of personality at the time two seasons ago and specifically gave Jay Crowder a call. And so, uh, you know, Cam Johnson is a nice guy and his game is a little bit different and his personality is definitely different. And so... Um, you know, Jay Crowder's coming towards the end of his career. Uh, Cam Johnson is blooming into the, per- the player that he can be, still a young guy. Um, so just night and day difference. But I think that Cam Johnson's ceiling is really high, and I'll be really excited to see what he gets, uh, what he makes of the opportunity to uh, become a starter this season. But um, the jury's still out. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that making that change is exactly kind of. Um, what this team needed, but those missing those two players is not going to count them out of being a top four team in the West. I agree. For sure. So you're both saying yes. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, Mac, you left out uh, the Memphis Grizzlies in your top four, which is a, they were, they were good last year. So mm. I, but I, I am with you. The, the West is hard this year. The yeah. Clippers are better. The Eastern conference of the NBA is a joke. <laughs> yeah. Right now it kind of is the Clippers are back. The nuggets are back. It'll be fun. The Suns are yeah. a great, great team. Don't forget who their stars are. And yeah. then don't forget who their head coach is. So yeah, I mean, that. I, I th- I'm fine with my top four picks. Yeah, I know people I, are going to disagree, but I'm sticking by those top. Four. I think they'll also make some moves mid season as well. I don't think they'll win the West again, um, but I think they will be top four. Yeah. And I, 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 brought up the Grizzlies but I'm not saying I think the Grizzlies are going to slide back a little bit they're really young and they I think I think the only team that could possibly maybe edge in there is the Mavs interesting yeah fair enough where Uh, JaVale McGee now plays yeah I I agree Mm -hmm. with you also Tristan that the the loss of Crowder is bigger than the loss of McGee but while we're on the topic of the Suns we have another question um from John Montoya over under on how many wins the Suns will have this year and also when are we playing pickleball so (laughs) first the Suns question you had to, to guess how many wins do you think the Suns will have this year? Um, well, I know that there's already lines out there, especially on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But if I was going to pick, I don't think that they necessarily repeat their performance of last year with 64 wins, right? Um, Correct. 64 regular season wins. I think um, they maybe just like 
backslide a little bit. So if I was going to set it, I would set it at 52 and a half. I think that's a really safe, good number that I feel comfortable at. Now, take it as what it's worth because I set the over under for Diamondbacks at 62 and they way smash that over. But um, if I was going to pick an over under, I would pick 52 and a half. I feel comfortable with that. I think, um, like I mentioned before, like the core of the Suns is still intact. They still have their head coach. The consistency is still there. Um, I wish they maybe would have done a little bit more in the offseason, but we are where we're at with this now. Um, and I think, you know, the Robert Sarver stuff, the Rocky offseason, the, the Jay Crowder drama, the DA stuff, like it's all a little bit not great <laughs> to put it in a way, but um, I think that all contributes and factors into the decision to set it at 52 and a half. So that's fine. I think they have the the leaders. So like good enough leaders to where all of this offseason drama is not going to continue into the regular season. The over under on the DraftKings Sportsbook app is actually set at 52 and a half. Oh, I did not know that. So uh, DraftKings, you want to hire me? <laughs> Plus 105 for the over and minus 125 for the under. Uh, we do have some peeps in the chat. Jay saying over 54. AZ King, 480. I'll say 46. Charles Woodall Pike at 52. Uh, Daniel at 54. PHX Scotty at 52. So all around. Uh, 46 is a little low. Yeah, I think that's a little low for sure. Uh, but in the 50s, I would say that's a really, really successful regular season still. Um, and yeah, I mean, 50, I think 52 and a half is like the perfect place to put that line at. So, um, yeah. Shout out to if, me for guessing what it is on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. <laughs> so for the record, they are, they are, I guess, tied with the Clippers. The DraftKings Sportsbook also has the Clippers over under set at 52 and a half, but the Clippers have better oh. odds to go over 52. Okay. They're minus 120. Um, the Suns are plus 105 at 52 and a half. But if you're putting money on it, are you going over or under on that 52 and a half? Shoot. Oof. Uh, crud. Uh, I'll go over. Okay. Yeah, I'll go over. I'll say that I have a little bit more more confidence in this team to deliver more than 52 and a half wins. Personally, I, I'm going to say less because I think when you have as many as they did last year, it's pretty natural for them to slide back a little bit. Yeah. They lost a couple pieces and the West are stronger. But I, I, like, I think it'll be close. Does this, or, does this factor in the fact that we might get Kevin Durant in? Oh, relax. <laughs> oh, that, that, that'll change. No, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, I would take the I, I lean a little biased with the Suns. Uh, I drink the local Kool-Aid, so I would take the over on that. But uh, if you guys want to get in on the action, now's your chance to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, with the NBA season just getting going, you can also obviously, as you've been doing all season long, um, Put your money down on any NFL team to win. If you bet $5 on a, a team to win, you're going to get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with the DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. So right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with bigger payouts. Obviously, uh, why would you bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up uh same game parlays once per game all season long, which I just mentioned. It is simple. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app using that promo code PHNX. It's the simplest code, PHNX. Uh, when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, 
going to get some free bets and some awesome deals. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. Okay, let's get back to your questions. Sean, what we what do we have next? Um, we have another one related to the Suns, but Josh Perlman asked, do the Suns get more wins this season than the Coyotes manage points? Hmm. That's a great That's a question, Josh. question. Ah. So the Coyotes finished with 57 points last year. We already mentioned that the Suns won 64 games last year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think both both teams are probably going to take a step back in both in both points on the season for the Coyotes and wins on the season for the Suns. Um, Keep in mind, the Coyotes have the worst goaltending tandem in the league. That's probably true. Yeah. At DraftKings has. Coyotes point total at 65 and a half. 65 um, and a half. Plus okay. 100 to go over, minus 130 to go under. Ah, <laughs> uh, lordy. Well, that would be an improvement then, <clears throat> which is interesting that they have that. Yeah, it's interesting that they think that they're going to do better than they did last it's season. It's still the worst odds, I believe. Um, well, it's still the worst course. odds in hockey. Uh, the worst, yeah. I don't know. I I have a hard time with the Coyotes because I just don't know what playing in that new arena is going to do, if that's going to factor in. The, their goaltending uh, tandem is horrendous. Maybe that's like, why they under on their point total because don't forget they have to play like the first what twenty yeah. games on the road, which screwed the New York Islanders last right. year. Right, but I mean, if we're okay, if we're, the question is like, uh, can you go back to the question? It's what if they if will the Suns will win more games than the Coyotes score points? points. Yeah. yeah. So DraftKings thinks that the Coyotes will score more points than the than the Suns will get wins. Correct. Um, uh, if ten. we're betting, if we're putting money on this, which I know we're not actually, because it would be fun if we could, I have more faith in the Suns than I have in the Coyotes. So I think the Suns win more games than the Coyotes score points. That's my personal thing. Obviously, people are going to disagree with me, but I just have so much more faith in the Suns than I do the Coyotes, unfortunately. Um, I just don't see the Coyotes I, performing as better than they did last season. I think that the Coyotes are going to score more points. Okay. I'm going to say that. And you know what? Honestly, once you. again, great question. Let's circle back at the end of the of these season and yeah, end of these seasons. We'll come back. We'll bookmark okay. this. Bookmark All this right. for later. Thank you for your question. Do we have anything else? <laughs> you um, another one? Well, I have one for you, but we oh. do have one more from an uh, actual person. So I'll get to that one first. <laughs> um, simple. Dario asks, do the Cardinals make the playoffs? No. Oh boy. I'm with you. Cheers. Uh, I would say as of now, no, I don't have any confidence in this Cardinals roster and judging off of their performance through week five of the NFL. I'm not encouraged by what I've seen. The Cardinals haven't had any statement wins so far this season. They have scratched and clawed and like barely made it across the goal line to win the games that they have won. And so if there was like maybe one or two statement games under their belt where they beat the bricks off the opponents that they were facing, like I would say they've got a chance. I mean, it's really, I think it's a two horse race in the uh, NFC West, right? Like the Rams and the Cardinals. Like I think the 49ers to me, now that they are they back to Jimmy the G. Rams. No, 49ers are legit. I don't have any faith in Jimmy G, though. I don't know G, if legit's though. the right word. But Jimmy G is, I mean, he got to the playoffs last year. I like. I think it's a... A three-horse I mean, race? Uh, kind of a four-horse race, because you don't know where you're getting with Geno Smith, either. Oh, my God, like, no. The Seahawks Gino. are not in the playoffs. <laughs> this division's the kind of a mess. <laughs> um, so, I, I don't know. As, so, as of right now, I just don't think it. I don't think they do. I think we need to reevaluate after this week, and also when they get D-Hop back. Um, 
if, you know, things make a major turnaround and D-Hop comes back and the Cardinals are like slamming wins, they're winning week to week to week to week. I think they definitely have a shot, especially because the Rams don't look like the same Rams from last season. And I have no faith in the 49ers to do anything. So I think there's a chance that they make the playoffs if we can turn things around a little bit and get some of those statement wins and look like a competent team. <laughs> but as of now, I don't think they do. So the Niners are two and two, but technically first in the West because they beat the Rams. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying they're still very much in it too. I'm in on the Niners. I think the Niners won the division. I'm not in on the Niners. I don't. I'm, I'm in it's on the It's a weak division. I think they win the division. The Niners? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. They have the, they're the most talented roster. They just also have potentially the worst quarterback in the division. Um, but he can still Jimmy win G's games better than for Gino you. Smith. I mean, get real. I, I agree Sean. with you. I agree with you. But like, <laughs> Gino's pl- has Gino's games this year. Like his best games have been better than anything Jimmy's done this year. Jimmy's just a the most mediocre quarterback in football. Uh, uh, so it's tough. I I do think the Niners with their roster and their defense. I think I just wish the Cardinals had punched people in the mouth, and they haven't. They haven't punched anybody. I don't think in the that's Nobody's punched anybody in the mouth in this division. Well, me. that's a good point. Sean, what was your question? Um, my question is going back to baseball and with Shane, the Mariners fan, and Leah, the Blue Jays fan, with, and I probably know your answer, Cherson, but with Guardians? the. Guardians? Yeah. With the, the D backs obviously not being a playoff team, who are you rooting for in the MLB playoffs? I'm from Cleveland, so Guardians all the way. They won today, and I am thrilled to watch them hopefully make a run this postseason. I really don't have very much of a rooting interest. Um, I think, if anything, maybe the Reyes, because that's who David Peralta plays for now. Um, My grandma lives in Tampa Bay, so I might be able to catch some of those games. So it's you and me, sister. Yeah. Um, But aside from that, I mean, I don't like I genuinely don't have a horse in this race. I think I'm going to pick the Blue Jays, though. Overall, I love the Blue Jays. There's just something about that team that makes me so happy. Um, And they have not had success. for a while so i love the blue jays i think i would pull for the jays i also don't mind the mariners it's all just a bunch of like eh for me like i'm not feeling one way or another i know for sure i don't want the dodgers to win shit no Um, nobody should same with the yankees don't want to watch the yankees win anything um i wouldn't mind the mets winning just because the mets have meted for the past (laughs) 15 (laughs) years so um anybody but the dodgers or the yankees um i think i'd be happy with i guess yeah i think i I, I'm rooting for the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are currently losing 3-0 to the Mariners. So really, the whoever wins this series, I think, is going to be my team yeah. that I'm rooting for. Yeah. And then in the NL, I'm rooting for the the Braves because I just I love Ronald Acuna mm. and everybody on that mm. team. Yeah. But, I also forgot I don't want the Astros to win anything. So yeah. Astros, Dodgers, Yankees. I don't want no. the Astros to win. I They were my pick to come out of the AL. And if, if Verlander wins a ring, I won't be upset about it. If he wins a, a clean ring, I won't be upset about it. <laughs> I would rather the Astros win than the Yankees or the Dodgers, to be quite honest, um, because I don't think they're cheating anymore. But, uh, mm. yeah, I'm on the Blue Jays train. Um, There's no Jose Ramirez fans in here? I'm anti-Cleveland, to be honest. I, I mentioned this to you. I'm just kind of anti-Cleveland sports. So Okay. Yeah, right. not, not a Cleveland well, fan. Sorry, my girl. Is what whatever. It is. All right, let's get this weekend started. Before we do it, we're going to do it with OGs because OGs has just done something that is totally changing the gummy game. They launched their brand new Sleep Edition gummies, and you won't want to sleep on these. Um, OGs is now flavoring dreams with a 2-1 THC CBN ratio gummy. CBN is a compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. And the new Sleep Edition gummy 
Yummy is their new Aquaberry flavor, which rivals my all-time favorite orange creamsicle flavor. We highly recommend you check them out at OG's online at OG's brands.com and on instagram at og's brands you can also find their products at your local dispensary pick up some of these new sleep gummies and you must be 21 years or older to purchase i think it's an og's kind of weekend for me i've been so busy lately i know we've been running around the valley i've been doing like all the things all over i think i need to take an og's and just like take a nap this weekend yeah absolutely i will be enjoying some sleepy gummies for sure. We hope you guys also have a wonderful weekend. If you haven't already, sign up to be a member at gophnx.com. You can get your first month for only 50 cents. Or if you sign up for an annual membership, you'll get a free t-shirt from the PHNX locker. There's also a ton of other reasons to be a member, including access to our members-only events, like the one we're doing yes. on October 14th. We're going to be taking over Mola Arena to watch ASU take on Colgate for the first home opener for ASU Hockey. We're super excited about that. If you're a member, you also get access to our members-only Discord where you can chat with all of us whenever you want. There are so many reasons to be a member, so definitely go and do that. Thank you guys so much for watching. And for everybody in the comments, we love you so, so, so much. You are our favorite part of the show. And don't forget, we will be live again next Friday at 1230. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you guys. Bye.